counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, it's really great that you found us. How are you? Are you having a good day? I hope you're having a good day. I'm recording this and then I'm going to the hairdressers. Now, I really like going to the hairdressers. I'm not a particularly girly girl, you know, but I do love the sort of feminine energy, the gossiping with my stylist and, you know, just focusing on myself for a while. You know, it's not something, it's something I talk about a lot, you know, saying that we should all. I know self-care isn't about just going and having your hair done. I know that it's all about boundaries and, you know, other things like that, but there's still a place for going and having something nice happen to you, something luxury, something like, you know, nice mani-pedi or something. I'm not brilliant at doing that. So when I do go and do it, it's fantastic. And a friend of mine's just treated herself to a night away at a luxury hotel where they had a spa situation going on and she had a massage and she just really looked after herself. And I thought, I should do this more. You know, I keep saying I'm going to do it. I should do it more. So I don't know about you, when was the last time you did something that was like just a luxury rather than self-care, which as we know is lots of different things, but a luxury. When did you last do it? If you haven't done it for a while, go and do it. It doesn't have to cost a lot. You know, you could do something that's, you could just have like a nice manicure or you could even just treat yourself to some nice nail polish. Anyway, I'm kind of going off on a tangent already. So welcome aboard. Like I say, if this is your first time here, I hope that you're well and I'm glad that you found us. Now today is going to be a Jane Explains episode and a Jane Explains podcasts that I do are where I answer a question from a listener and I love doing these. Um, So if you have any questions, if there's something you'd like me to respond to on, you know, I could do a podcast for you all about it, then please just contact me, you know, go to my social media. No, you know, there's Instagram. So on Instagram, it's at grow, grow your private practice on LinkedIn. It's just Jane Travis. It's Jane without a Y. Drop me a DM there, or just drop me an email, which is Jane at janetravis.co.uk. So yeah, do that. And I'll see if I can answer it for you. And yeah, so today it's Jane Explains. I'm looking forward to it. It's from a lovely listener and we're going to be looking at hashtags. But just before I do, I want to give you just a quick reminder because a couple of weeks ago to celebrate the 100th episode of the podcast, 100 episodes, I never thought I'd get there, but to celebrate the 100th episode, I put together a gift for you and it's a bundle of nine free resources that go with the podcast. So sometimes I'll record a podcast and then I'll have like a little free resource that will help you 
you with whatever the subject is. So I've put together nine of these free resources. So in this bundle, there are, this is what's going to be included. There are six steps to turning an inquiry into a booking. So if you ever get like, you know, a phone call and then it doesn't turn into a booking, this is going to help you. So grab that. We've got what to include on your FAQ page. We've got five easy ways to give back to charity without working for free or reducing your fees. We've got which social media platform is right for you. We've got 54 specific ways to attract your ideal clients. We've got 55 affirmations for success two simple ways to find your mojo and what is your why. And then as well, we have 101 titles for your blog. So all of those are available in one bundle, but not just that. So there's nine um, nine freebies there essentially, but there's also, they, they go with a podcast episode. So it'll tell you what podcast episode they go with. And so you can listen to the podcast as well. So how do you get them? Well, you can get them by just going to janetravis.co.uk slash OMG 100. And I'll link that somewhere around this episode. So that's janetravis.co.uk slash OMG 100. So go and grab that as a lovely celebratory free gift. Anyway, so back to what we're talking about today. I've got a really, really good question today from Paula. Now, Paula says, that she's got a question about hashtags on Instagram. She says, I'm struggling to know the best hashtags to use. What is the best way of finding hashtags? And she says, I'm sitting here researching hashtag strategies, but there's so many, it's mind blowing. And Paula, that's a fantastic question. Thank you so much for asking that because I know that a lot of people are going to be wondering the same thing. And you're absolutely right. If you sort of look up hashtag strategies, very often different people say different things. Some some of them very complex. I like things simple. If you know me, you'll know I like to do things simple. So let's just talk a little bit about what a hashtag is to start with. Okay, so imagine that you really love the show Shits Creek. Now, Shits Creek isn't a swear word. Is shits is the way that you spell the area. So it's S C H I T S. So Shits Creek is a place. All right. But it's called that because obviously it's a little bit funny. Now, there's a show called Shits Creek, and I absolutely love it. I've watched the whole thing three times, and yes, I really have. A lot of it through lockdown, but um, it's absolutely fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's about a rich, privileged, but dysfunctional family that kind of lose, they lose all of their money, and they have to go in this little backwater motel in a town called Shits Creek. It's got some absolutely fantastic characters. And at the start, you you dislike all of them, really. They're all just, like, not very nice. But as it goes on, the characters develop so perfectly. I mean, I, I just ended up loving all of them. There are, you know, the relationships between them. I just love it. I laughed. I cried. It's got everything that I love in a sitcom. So, yeah, go and check it out if you haven't already. So because I love Schitt's Creek... I love to see all of the funny posts about the show, you know, the quotes and the memes and the and the videos and the stories about the about the actors. And I love it when I see those in my social media feed. It means that when I sign into my social media, if I follow Ships Creek hashtags, I will see the things that I love in my social media feed. And that means that I get to see 
some shit's creek, shit's, I can't say it, some shit's creek stuff. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to be absolutely, you know, inundated with them. If you follow a social, uh, shit's creek hashtag, you'll probably see, you know, two or three of them in a week. You know, it's not like you're going to be absolutely bombarded. But there are loads and loads of different Shits Creek hashtags. So if I just look on my phone for a second, I can see when I look at the hashtags, Shits Creek, Shits Creek memes, Shits Creek quotes, Shits Creek edit, um, Shits Creek up, co- up close and personal, Shits Creek fan, Shits Creek fashion. I mean, there's loads. There's, I can scroll for quite a while and there's going to be lots and lots and lots of different hashtags. So, yeah. So that means that I'll see a few posts that interest me every week. Like I say, it's not going to swamp my feed, but it's enough to satisfy my addiction. And that's so cool, isn't it? I mean, I think that's fantastic. Now, you might not like Schitt's Creek, and obviously, you know, that's fine. But what do you like? You know, maybe you want to start following things that are to do with maybe gardening or cooking or DIY or Sam Ryder, you know, whatever it is that you're kind of interested in. You can start following hashtags and that means that you'll get to see something in your feed that's going to be interesting for you. It kind of makes your social media more personalised. And I sometimes get people who say social media is boring. Well, it's only boring because you're not following things that you find interesting because it's social media is like having your very own your very own magazine, really, you know, it's going to have things in there that you like watching, that you like seeing. So yeah, if you think your social media is a little bit boring, start following a few hashtags in subjects that you find really interesting. And I would recommend that you do that. I think that's a fantastic thing. So when I see these posts from Schitt's Creek in my feed, I might choose to engage with it. So that means I might click on it to say that I love it. Or I might, you know, on Instagram, you double tap on it, wouldn't you? Or you might, I might choose to leave a comment on it and join in the conversation. And because I engage in these posts, other people that are interested in Schitt's Creek might start to notice me. They might recognize my name. They might connect with me. I mean, how fun is that? So you're then going to start talking to people that have similar interests to you. And if you're new to social media, this is a really great way to start making connections with people. So I can comment on posts and start forming connections with like-minded people. And if I make a post about Schitt's Creek, so if I've got something I want to say about Schitt's Creek, I can use, I can post it and I can use one of the hashtags. And that means there's a chance that other people that like Schitt's Creek will get to see it. And that, in a nutshell is what a hashtag is. It's basically a way of categorizing posts so that you can find posts on different subjects that you're interested in. And then if you post about that subject, other people that are interested in that will get have a chance of getting to see what you've put out there. I hope that makes sense. Sorry I keep saying shit. <laughs> it's not a rude word, I promise you. Um, yeah, so that's me and my Shit's Creek addiction. So that's fantastic. You're probably thinking, that's brilliant, Jane. I can understand that. But how can you use this to grow your private practice? How can you use this in a business sense? Well, you can use these hashtags to join in conversations about subjects that are to do with your niche, that are to do with 
subjects that your potential clients are going to be interested in, okay? So you can follow hashtags in order to get involved in conversations about whatever that hashtag's about. You can use hashtags on your own posts so that other people following that hashtag might get to see them. And therefore, it means more people get to see the posts that you're putting out there. So, for example, if you work with anxiety, you can follow hashtags on that subject. And when you share a post about anxiety, you can add these hashtags to the bottom of your post to increase the likelihood of other people that are interested in the subject seeing that post. And this is the beauty of the hashtag. And you can see it in action on Instagram. Just click a post that you have in your grid, something you've already posted on Instagram. Click, you know, click onto that post and you'll see on there, sort of just underneath the image, it will say view insights and then scroll down a little bit. This is hard to say because obviously I'm on, I'm on a podcast. I can't show you what I mean. But when you get a chance, just go and, and have a look at one of the things that you've posted. Look at, look just underneath the image and it'll say view insights. Scroll down to the, the bit where it says impressions and it'll show you where people that have viewed your um, post have come from. So they can either come from home, they can come from hashtags, they can come from your profile or somewhere else. So if you look at the hashtag section, that means that whoever has followed a hashtag to see your post, you'll see how many there. So for example, if you've had 100 people look at your post and you've used your hashtags, you might have 20 people that have come and found what you've posted through the hashtag. And this is just a fantastic thing. This is something that can massively increase the number of people that view your posts. Now, I've occasionally had several hundred people being shown my posts just from hashtags. I mean, how cool is that? So you can get in front of so many more people. And this is free, remember, this is absolutely free it's easy to do. Yeah, you're going to have to just learn it to start with, but it's really easy to do and it makes a difference. So it is definitely worth just investing a little bit of time and seeing how you can make this work for you. And that's what we're going to do now. We're going to have a look at what you can actually do to make these hashtags work for you. So first of all, let's think about what platform you're on, what social media platform because all of the platforms use hashtags, all of them, you know, it's it's a thing now. Hashtags were started way back in the 80s, you know, they were brought out just as a, a way of categorizing things, made it almost like an index in a library. So people were able to find things that they wanted to talk about. And they really got used a lot more wider through Twitter. Twitter used to use, well, still do use, use, still do use hashtags a lot, basically. But all of the social media platforms use hashtags now, but they're not all created equally, really. Predominantly, they're used on Instagram. And if you use Instagram to do your social media, you really do need to have a hashtag strategy. It's something that is definitely well worth investing a little bit of time to to learn about. Now, you can use hashtags on Facebook and you can use hashtags on LinkedIn. And hashtags on Facebook and LinkedIn, you'd use maybe two or three per post. So you wouldn't go onto LinkedIn and post like lots and lots. You'd just do two or three hashtags. But on Instagram, it's a whole different level because on Instagram, you can use up to 
30 hashtags per post. And I recommend that you do. I recommend that you use, you know, 25 to 30 per post that you put out there. Now, you don't have to find them all from scratch from for every single post. I'm going to tell you how you can sort of get, get a list together. So how do you know which ones to use? Well, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll probably know that I'm all for keeping things really simple. You know, if you can do things like a complicated way in a really simple way, well, I'm the simple person. (laughs) I'm the simple way, you know, so this is what I do. So I'm going to tell you how I do it. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm a, a massive Instagram guru or anything like that. I use Instagram. I've learned about Instagram. I've done Instagram courses. You know, there are people, but there are people that are massive Instagram gurus. So if you want to know the absolute official way to do it, maybe go and see what they say. But what I'm going to share with you here is what I do. And I find this to be quite simple. Okay. And what I do is I have several groups of hashtags and I put together these groups of hashtags in advance. And then when I post something, I would then copy and paste these hashtags over and then just add a few to fit in with what the actual post is about. So remember, I'm looking to attract counsellors and therapists in private practice because that's who I write for. You know, I write lots of tips and ideas and thoughts for reflection and, and all the rest of it for people who have a private practice. So that's the sort of people that I want to attract. So I have different categories and the categories that I have, I have one that's for general counselling and private practice. I have one that's for mindset. I have one that's for motivation and inspiration. I have one that's to do with my podcast. I have another one that's for quotes. I have another one that's to do with social media for if I want to share stuff about social media. And I used to have one that was specifically for the Grow Your Private Practice book as well. So these are some hashtag groups that I have. So let's just for a moment think about what I've got in one of these. So if I take the podcast group, so if I look at the podcast category and what hashtags I've got in the podcast category, you'll find, yes, you guessed it, lots of different hashtags to do with podcasts, obviously. So you'll find that I've got in there probably about 20 that are to do with hashtags. Okay. So again, I just do a search for hashtags to do with um, podcasts and I find some that I think are the most relevant. And then what I do is when I, you know, when a podcast comes out, whatever the subject of the podcast is, I'll also then look for some hashtags that are specific to that particular subject. So, so for this podcast, because it's to do with hashtags, I'm going to be having a quick look for some hashtags that are to do with hashtag strategies. So I'll have about 20 in there that are general podcast ones. And then I'll have, you know, up to another 10 that are to do with hashtag strategy. Okay. And I do that with every one of my hashtag groups. So if I post something about mindset, what I'll do is I'll, you know, put my post out there. I'll have the hashtag category of mindset. So I'll copy and paste those hashtags over. And then I'll add some more hashtags that are to do with mindset, that are are to do with that specific post, whatever that particular post is about. Okay. So what this means is I'll just prepare some hashtag groups in advance, and then I'll be able to just quickly copy and paste them over and just add a few that are specific to the actual post I'm putting out there. I hope this makes sense. It's quite difficult to explain, like I say, on a 
on a podcast, I really need to be able to show you what I mean. So it's, it's you know, I hope that you're getting, getting what I mean. So what I suggest that you do is to choose some categories for your hashtag groups. Like I say, between four and six is like a really good number there. Now, if you're a member of the Grow Your Private Practice membership, go and check out the Blogging with Confidence course. You'll find it in the Private Practice Success Roadmap. And this is great for you to go and check out because it includes a lesson where I talk about content pops. And content pots is basically deciding which categories would be good for you and your niche. And that means that whenever you do a blog or a social media post, you can choose something from those categories that you've already decided that your readers are going to be interested in. And these also make a great start for your hashtag categories because it makes sure that you're always going to be sharing stuff that people, you know, your readers, your potential clients are going to find really interesting. So some categories to consider. So here's some things you can think about. You can think about some location-based hashtags. So, you know, local hashtags, just do a search for your local area and see what there is there. So for me, I live near Lincoln. So I would look at Lincoln. I'd maybe look at Lincolnshire. I'd maybe look at the, um, at my village. I'd maybe look a bit wider. I might look at East Midlands. But when you're searching, you know, maybe start off by looking at Lincoln. Look at things like Lincoln Photographer, Lincoln Businesses, Lincoln Cafes, Lincoln University, you know, have a look what there is and start following those hashtags. And then they're going to show up. And like I say, you can then be connecting with them. And it's a great way to connect with other local businesses. So another category could be to do with your niche. So for example, if your niche is anxiety, have a think about the sorts of different things to do with anxiety and do a hashtag search about that. So it could be actually anxiety, could be something like anxiety tips, could be something to do with stress. It could be something to do with saying no. It could be something to do with confidence. So just think around the subject and think about, you know, what would somebody who's struggling with anxiety look at because they're going to get some ideas and some hints and some tips and some interesting information. So you could have a category to do with inspirational motivation. You could do something a little bit more personal. Now, this isn't really about, you know, oversharing about yourself. It's not going to be something that's going to make you feel bad about personal disclosure, for example. So you could have a category of maybe your dog or your love of gardening or your love of baking cakes. And you could share some pictures of your dog or some pictures of a cake that you've made. And you could do that like on a semi-regular basis. That just helps people to see that you're a real person. And, you know, I know people like Zoe Clements. She's got a lovely little dog who's called Paddy, if I remember right. And she uses her dog in a lot of her photos on Instagram and it's it makes it very personal. So that could be a really good idea. You could have a category to do with quotes or tips or thoughts for reflection. You could have a category to do with mental health advocacy, something like that. So, you know, you can have these different categories and then when you post on something to do with that category, you've already got some hashtags there ready and then you just add a few extra that just reflect what that particular post is about. 
And this isn't something you do like once and it's done. This is something to keep an eye on. So when you're, you know, going about your business on Instagram, you might just see a hashtag and think, oh, that's a really good hashtag. So you might just, you know, change it out, you know, use that hashtag instead of a different one. And over time, you'll get some hashtags that are just a good fit. Now, just a note here, when it comes to hashtags, it's a really good idea to, to write your caption and just to include them at the bottom of the caption, okay? So don't have the, the hashtag within the text. So if the text is going to say, I'm going to talk about anxiety, it wouldn't be, I'm going to talk about like hashtag anxiety. It makes it really difficult to read the post. So just do all of the hashtags together at the end of the caption. Okay, so that's brilliant. You're probably thinking, fantastic, Jane. So how do I find hashtags? So I'm going to tell you how I find hashtags. Again, I just want to say it's not easy because I'm doing this on a podcast. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some screenshots of, you know, some of these things and I'll share them. I'll actually make this podcast into a blog and I'll share some of these screen grabs so that you can see what I mean when I'm talking about it to maybe help you a little bit better. So just bear with me, but this is the way that I do it. Now, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever ever had a really low energy day? Have you ever had one of those days where you're just feeling a little bit procrastinating, where you're feeling really fed up, maybe you're a bit tired? And you know what, frankly, you don't want to do a whole lot of thinking because these are the perfect days for doing a little bit of hashtag research. Okay. So make this a job that you do on a low energy day. This again is something that you can go and sit in a cafe, uh, sit in a pub, sit in the park, and you can just do some browsing over a cup of coffee and a cake. You can also do this again if you're having a low energy day, put your feet up in front of the telly and just be doing this whilst the telly's on because I, I don't know about you, but I sometimes have the telly on. I don't necessarily watch it. It's just something that's there, maybe oversharing there. Or again, this is something you can do in the garden when the sun's out. You know, if the sun's out and you're thinking, I just don't want to work, I want to get in the garden, go in the garden and do a little bit of hashtag research. It's also there's something you can do in your bed. You know, you can even do this from your bed. So what I'm trying to say is this is not a hard job. This is just quite a nice low energy job that you can just do. It's still work. So, you know, you're still doing something and achieving something, but you're making life really easy on yourself. So step one, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to decide on four to six categories that are appropriate for your niche. Okay. So just a little word here. So I would choose categories that are to do with your niche. I wouldn't choose hashtags for counselling. So I wouldn't have hashtag counselling, hashtag person-centred counselling or something like that. Why? Well, because potential clients are looking for help with the problems that they have, with the problems that they feel is, is you know, appropriate to them they're not going to be searching specifically for counselling. Most people don't think, oh, I need a counsellor. I'll go and have, have a look for a counsellor on Instagram. That's not what happens. So on Instagram, what you're doing is you're letting people know that you're there. You're letting people know at any stage in the, you know, the, the, the journey into counselling that you're there and you can help them. So they're not going to really follow hashtags that are to do with counselling. The only people that really do are likely to be other counsellors and really, they're not your clients. You know, it's it's not a good thing to have, you know, be following hundreds of other counsellors or have hundreds of other counsellors following you. You want to be concentrating on the sorts of people that you want as clients. So don't choose counselling 
as a hashtag. But again, think of your niche. You know, if your niche is self-esteem, for example, if you like to help people feel better about themselves, people tend to not use the word self-esteem. They might choose to, you know, hashtags they might follow might be to do with confidence, might be to do with just feeling better, to do with boundaries, to do with self-care. So just, you know, allow yourself to go down a little bit of a hashtag rabbit hole and see if you can find some hashtags that would be suitable that, you know, that your type of clients are more likely to look at, okay? And then look for about 20 hashtags within each of the different categories that you've decided on. So again, you know, if you've decided on anxiety as one of the things that you're going to have as your category, so again, it's hard to do this, but you'd go into the search bar, type in anxiety, and then you, you can click on all results. And then on the all results page, if you're at the top to the right, there's a hashtag symbol, click on that and it brings up all the hashtags to do with that name, that category, that word. And that means you can then have a little look at what hashtags there are there. And on this list, you'll also see how many posts there are under that actual hashtag. Now, some of these are massive. So if I type in the word anxiety, when I type that in, it says that there are over 20 million posts that have, have used hashtag anxiety. And you might think, well, that's brilliant. Loads of people are going to be looking for that. But actually, it's not really a good thing. So if somebody's following that hashtag, usually you'll only get a couple of posts in your feed to do that hashtag. So the chances are not many people are going to get to actually see what you've posted. It's not going to show up in people's feeds. So what I would say is look down the list, look at the smaller ones, look at things that are about 1 million, you know, 500,000, 1,000. So smaller ones in, in the anxiety hashtags are anxiety awareness, 1.2 million. Anxiety support, 900,000. Anxiety recovery, you know, there's all these different things to do with anxiety. And I recommend that you use different sized hashtags in your group. So maybe a couple with like really huge numbers of followers lots and lots of average numbers of followers, and then a few more specific ones with less than a thousand. And that means that you're going to get a good, you know, a good variety of the types of people looking at them. And then what happens if you do a post about anxiety, what you'll do is you'll be able to copy and paste those hashtags. And then because you've only got 20 and you can have up to 30, you can then add some more specific hashtags that are to do with the actual post that you're writing about. So if your post is about or let me think, if your post is about feeling anxious about complaining, for example, you might have the 20 that are to do with general anxiety and then also some to do with to do with complaining, you know, saying no, that sort of thing. And that's how you make it up to usually between about 26, 28, 30. OK, another example is if you post something about, you know, saying no. So you could do lots of hashtags about anxiety, but then also some extra hashtags about people-pleasing, communication, confidence, just say no, that sort of thing. And again, like I say, if this all seems a bit complicated, I just want to reassure you that actually it's really not. It's complicated because I'm trying to explain in words. If I was showing you this, it'd be, it's really simple. So please don't let the fact that I'm saying this in words put you off because it is quite simple. And once you start doing some hashtag research and once you start looking around, it's going to make lots of sense to you. Now, just a word here, you know, your hashtag strategy isn't going to make or break your business. 
especially on on LinkedIn or Facebook. Hashtags on LinkedIn or Facebook, they, I don't know, they're not really, I use them. I don't really use Facebook a lot, but I do use LinkedIn and I do usually add a couple of hashtags on there. It, it's, it's not going to make a massive difference on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn. But on Instagram, then it is going to be something I really do suggest you use. Now, you know, like I say, it's not going to make or break your business. But in my opinion, if there's something that's really simple to do, if there's something that's free to use, and if there's something that gives what you're already doing an extra boost to get seen more, well, it just makes sense to do it. You know, why wouldn't you? So by just putting in a little bit of effort, and you don't, it's not something you do with every post. Once you get these categories sorted, you know, you've, you've got off to a really good start. If you're putting a post out there, you literally want as many people as possible. So again, you know, why wouldn't you do hashtags? So here's what I suggest that you do. Consider four to six categories to have your hashtags under. On a low energy day, do some hashtag research and then save your hashtags. So you might save them on the notes function on your phone. You might add them to a Google Doc or anywhere online. So you just save them all in these different hashtag categories. And then when you post, what you can do is you can just copy and paste all of the hashtags from that pre-prepared prepared group and add them to the post and then add a few that are specific to the actual post that you share and on Instagram, up to about up to 30, up to a total of 30. The next thing to do is to give yourself a massive pat on the back. You know, this is just you doing something that's going to help you in what you're doing. So give yourself a massive pat on the back and update your list. You know, when you see something that you think, well, that's a really good hashtag. I wish I'd thought of that. Change it on your group, you know, go in and change it out and just, just, you know, just keep using it. Just keep open-minded. Things change on Instagram all the time. So just keep an eye on what the latest latest suggestions are. So Paula, look, I really hope that this has helped you and I hope it helps you feel a little bit more clear about what to do. So yeah, categories are the way forward. And if you have any more questions, look, please just let me know. I'm quite happy to talk to you a bit more. And actually, just before I go, check out the Grow Your Private Practice hashtag. So hashtag Grow Your Private Practice. If you follow that hashtag, then you'll get loads of information about growing your private practice, including lots from me. So, you know, there you go. So do you have a question that you'd like me to answer? I, I love doing this. It's one of the things I really enjoy because... I like to think of things that I think people are going to find useful. But the fact that you're asking me the question, I know that people are going to find it useful because you're asking me it. So I really love answering these. So please, if you've got a question that you'd like me to answer, just drop me a DM. Um, you'll find me on Instagram at Grow Your Private Practice. You'll find me on LinkedIn and just on there, it's Jane Travis. It's Jane without a Y. Or just send me an email to Jane at Grow no, jane at janetravis.co.uk. And, you know, I might answer it for you here on an episode. So, yeah. Oh, and remember, you can go and grab the 100th episode gift bundle of nine free resources at janetravis.co.uk slash OMG100. So all that's left to say is thank you so much for sparing me some time. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with me. Really hope that this has helped. The sun is out now. I don't know if you can hear my dog. My dog's outside barking. She wants to come in. The sun is out. I'm now going to go and have a cup of coffee 
and I'm going to go and have my hair done. So I hope that whatever you're doing today, you have a really fabulous day. You have a really fabulous rest of the week. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. All right. Take care, you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.